Welcome to Esodile Illusions. This episode will be our long-awaited companion piece to my ranking list of every single ride at Disneyland in California, though not California Adventure. Uh, I'll link to the list if you haven't uh, read the article yet, and you can follow along with us. I'm also very excited to be welcoming my partner back to the show for another in-studio episode. Tara, do you want to tell us a little bit about yourself again? Hello, my name is Tara. I am studying for the bar this summer, which is the most accurate description of what I am. Uh, So by the end of this summer, I will be very tired, but also, well, I won't have bar results to November, so I will not be an attorney for a few more months. Well, we are uh, super excited to have you back as a podcast uh, guest, if not an attorney just yet. Uh, Tara accompanied me to Disneyland 19 times as of the recording of this episode. So and that's uh, just this year. Just this year. Just this year. That's correct. So that uh, we, we've done our homework and we've done our best to try and come up with a list that accurately reflects where each ride at Disneyland should be. Um, obviously, when you take 31 rides and put them... Uh, in a ranking, everybody's going to have their own sort of uh, subjective opinion. This isn't meant to be the definitive list, but uh, this ep- podcast will try and uh, explain exactly what I was thinking when I was making this list. Uh, while Tara is here to talk about the rides, um, and she definitely had some input in terms of what rides went there and which rides were good and whatnot, Um she doesn't 100% agree with me on each one, so that uh, if you're sitting there following along saying, boy, Ian really got this wrong, well, uh, maybe maybe you'll agree with Tara, which is um, certainly, certainly fun. Uh, as for the methodology I tried to use to make this, I mean, the quote-unquote, you know, fun factor is uh, a bit difficult to gauge, and obviously with a place like Disneyland... Nostalgia weighs heavily, but um, we really tried to make a list that reflected, that, that tried to separate, you know, iconic from nostalgic, as uh, troublesome as that is. Uh, certain things like uh, wait times and uh, even ride length, we tried not to, to take into consideration too much, but... Uh, for the next, uh, this will be a two-part because it's bound to be super, super long, but uh, super excited to revisit this list. I love Disneyland, don't really go in the summer, but uh, so I miss it, and it's fun to record this, uh, having not been in a couple of weeks. With this list, we really tried to rank them by how satisfied you would be upon exiting the ride, and not all of them, despite, you know, the constant... Uh, commercialization and capitalism that surrounds Disneyland, not every ride exits into a gift shop, which is maybe a bit different from the way that uh, Disney World has been functioning uh, lately. So uh, without further ado, let's begin. And actually, we're not actually starting with the list. We're starting with the honorable mentions. And first up on the list, and one that I, I, I really wanted to include in the ranking... And I thought about it, but just by the criteria of what is and isn't a ride, there really wasn't a way to include the Enchanted Tiki Room in the actual list. But 
we we didn't want to do a list that didn't at least acknowledge how great the Tiki Room is. So here it is. It's an honorable mention in the Tiki 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 Room in the Tiki 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 Room. That's one of Tara's favorite, and she's uh, a lot of Tara's family comes from Hawaii, so uh, I'm sure that probably factors into your love of it. Do you think, Tara? Definitely. They there's a part of the full song, I guess, like maybe the third song that they do that actually includes some Hawaiian in it. Um, so that one's fun. They've got like the Dole Plantation advertisement right outside in the queue area, but it's fun. Like I don't really see it as too much as like cultural appropriation or anything. Um, I think it does a good job teaching people about like um, the islands very generally, um, what pineapple means to the Hawaiian economy basically. Um, Hawaii's economy is basically tourism with a side of pineapple. Um, so it's really fun, like being outside. Um, it's fun on the inside. Um, it actually reminds me of a few different restaurants on Oahu. Um, one is kind of set in a jungle and it's got very, um, similar aesthetics to the tiki room itself on the inside. So it's really nice. And they even include the basically constant rain that occurs in Hawaii. And it's always it's always nice to be in a attraction that has you know a show feel and also a ride feel because it doesn't it doesn't have a it has more of a wait time than a set show time like the Royal Theater or Mickey's Magic Map is it Mickey's Magic Map or Magical Map? It might be Magical Map. I think that's the general shorthand. So I'm assuming that's its name. Yeah. So it doesn't have a. It's always, if you check the Disneyland app, it's pretty much always set at 10 minutes, even after the park is closed. And <laughs> maybe they fix that, but uh, it actually, I mean, to be honest, the Enchanted Tiki Room with its animatronic uh, birds is not that different from Star Tours. You sit around, and the only difference is the room doesn't shake. But, but you can dance in your seat. Yeah, and I mean, if you're dancing there to the songs... and. If you don't dance along to the at least the first song, you really don't have any soul, and you should be thrown out of Disneyland. Yeah. But uh, unlike Star Tours, you can also bring a treat inside. You can bring the the famous Dole Whip, which I've been toying around with doing an episode. And the fact that I mentioned it, <laughs> if you want to see a Dole Whip episode, just comment. Uh, I guess on the Podbean or tweet uh, the Podbean app. Uh, comment. Maybe maybe we'll do it. I've been toying around with that one for a while, but there's a lot you can say about Dole Whip, especially now that they have new flavors. Yes, it's so delicious, and I love the Dole Whip. But I love the Tiki Room. It's fun. I don't, we don't do it every time, but uh, it's good since it basically has a walk-in queue. You're never going to have too long of a line. So if everywhere else is crowded, it's a place where we like to go, where we know it'll be fun and enjoyable, and a place to sit. It's also great on a hot or rainy day. And the birds all sing and the flowers bloom in the tiki, 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 tiki room. Tara doesn't want to sing. I was trying to cue her to sing. I would be off key without like more practice on that. There's also, um, I really liked the tiki room because there was a cover of the tiki room, maybe by Hillary Duff. I wish I could check it, but it's definitely not on my phone anymore. Um, it might've been Hillary and Haley Duff on like one of the like, Oh, like Disney radio remix CDs from the early 2000s. So that was also very fun. And that's kind of how I learned the words when I wasn't at Disneyland all the time. And, well, that's probably a good uh, good note to move on to the uh, next on our honorable mentions, which is the Main Street Vehicles. Uh, this was another one 
that I toyed around with, whether it belonged on the real list or the uh, just honorable mention. And what it what it really boiled down to was uh, a ride. The actual like like literal definition of a ride is a mechanical device that carries passengers along a fixed route or course for the purpose of enjoyment. And the fact that the omnibus, the horse-drawn streetcar, well, uh, the jitney, the omnibus, and the fire engine would be disqualified for uh, not having literally a fixed route. They don't have an actual rail. So it, it, it didn't make a ton of sense to put them on the actual list, but... Uh, and then the the horse drawn uh, streetcar is not a mechanical device, so that would be disqualified. So we we wanted to include them, but it it didn't make sense to actually put them in the uh, to actually rank them. But uh, they're a lot of fun. What's maybe not so fun about them, uh, particularly the horse drawn streetcar, is if you're <laughs> if you're walking down Main Street. Sometimes you can find some horse droppings on the floor for Donald Duck to step in. And they, they, they're not going to be there that long. You basically have to see the dropping happen for you to actually see it because Disneyland, of course, is notorious for their cleanliness and maintenance. So they're always there picking it up fast. But I never really noticed the horses doing this during the ride or during the non-ride when I was younger. I could have sworn that they used to have a cleaner way to collect the droppings than going on the street. Well, they, uh, it's really disgusting. There was one time we walked by and, uh, they were doing a renovation. So they had a lot of the, they had a lot of the, the facades. Facades, yeah, the blockades up. So we actually had to walk on Main Street. We couldn't walk, the sidewalk was closed one of the days. And we had to, like, literally just walk by this steaming pile of horse crap in the middle of February, and it just smelled, and Tara kept yelling at me, it smells, it smells, and it did smell. There was another time when we were walking by, and it wasn't there, so I didn't see it, but I smelled horse feed, and I was like, why does it smell like this? It smells like when I was young and taking care of horses, and I looked and kind of see where it had previously been cleaned up. Yeah, one other thing on the um, why it wasn't on the ranking, and this is also why the the trolley up in uh, Toontown isn't really on it either. There's no real real fixed time. They have sort of a time frame. I I think they close. I don't think you can ride. I don't think the omnibus is ever really out past two thirty because that's when the parades start. Yeah, it wouldn't make sense for them to bring it out for like an hour. Yeah. So well. The parade starts at 3, but they start setting up all of that. Like, even uh, in the afternoon times between, like, the three-hour block or so between the parades, I don't think it's there during that time either. No, I I, I don't see it. So, uh, the omnibus, I mean, it, it looks cool. I have a picture of it up on the, uh, uh, up on the, the ranking article. And we actually went, we took all the pictures ourselves on my, uh, nice fancy camera. So that was fun, not just doing them on an iPhone that took, uh, Actually, the the people at Disneyland really loved it when we were there taking the pictures. They were really excited. Uh, Over in California, they gave us a buddy pass so that we could take pictures on the actual Monsters, Inc. ride, which is funny because that's not one of my favorite rides, but I got the best best pictures of of the day on Monsters, Inc., but California will get its own list, its own article, and its own podcast, so we won't talk anymore about California, really. Uh, finally, for our honorable mentions, would be the rafts to Tom Sawyer Island, which 
uh, are also not on the list because they're they're actually unlike the sailing ship Columbia and the Mark Twain Riverboat. They are powered by. Uh, they're actually piloted, which is really impressive. And uh, riding the raft is not the most fun thing. In the, uh, it's very cramped. It can be very cramped. Uh, sometimes it's not cramped because a lot of people don't really like going to Tomsar Island. But uh, it can be a lot of fun. Uh, if, if, and this did happen, and it was exciting because we tend to only go over to Tomsar Island when there's not only just nothing to do, but... Like we've gone in the 19 times I think we've gone probably, I think twice. We've, twice, yeah. So, but one time when we were coming back, there was a uh, one of the pirate bands playing one of their like drinking songs, and it was uh, that was actually a lot of fun. It now, was very enjoyable. They were they were very into it. They were they it, that actually is more fun than walking around Thompson Island itself, which is just. Uh, Tara, Tara had sold it as fun to explore the caves. I thought they were uh, claustrophobic and smelly. I, I did have the caveat that they are claustrophobic. I don't know that I really said smelly when <laughs> I was selling it. But they have now, I guess, like, I, I'll just very briefly, they have, like, scenes from Pirates of the Caribbean inside one of the caves and, like, lots of great pirate memorabilia. And I've always loved the Pirates of the Caribbean franchise, so it's it's a great experience for me. Yeah, I mean, it's... They do a lot of the like the school trip things there. Uh, if you see people, uh, Disney staff members in uh, their blue shirts. Yeah, they have the blue polos. I think they give out like green shirts or something for the kids. They probably switch mm-hmm. that up all the time. But uh, I would really, if I was on a school trip and they told me that we were going to have to spend a lot of time on Thompson Island, I would be pissed. I would be so excited. I don't know what they learn there. Why do you like it there? I this might be the nostalgia factor purely. I I always loved exploring it when I was young, and when the fort was open and the uh, treehouse was open, like basically everything there used to be readily explorable. And then they've like slowly closed things off so that there's less to actually explore. Um, I love like the it's like um, you know those like phone tin can aluminum cans used as a phone, but it's in like a metal microphone thing, whatever. So they have that inside kind of like the jungle gym-ish area. So you can like talk to people downstairs and like freak them out. Yeah, that's great. That's, you know, a nice... You go to Disneyland on a peak day, pay close to $200, and the tin can phone is... Definitely. <laughs> yeah. That's... Uh, and the pontoon bridge is fun. Like, it's it's a fun place to be. I, I, I do not regret having gone over there. I... I can't tell it was closed for a while when they were building uh galaxy's edge oh speaking of which uh galaxy's edge because uh because rise of the resistance is not open yet and it literally just came out we will not be including any galaxy's edge on this list for probably about a year just to give people time to go and get some it wouldn't be fair to go on smugglers run go home and put it up Although, from first impressions, it would probably not be in the top 10, but the main list will be updated eventually. Uh, it, it, it just didn't seem right to put a brand new ride. Some of these rides have been there since 1955, so it didn't really seem right to do that. Do you agree with that that logic, Darabelle? Yeah, definitely. Like, give people time to try it out for themselves and see, like, where does it really, like, when the dust settles, where yeah. is it? First impression isn't always best impression. So 
Uh, maybe we'll do a podcast episode in that in the future. But uh, from there, we will go to... Uh, because we have honorable mentions, it only seemed fitting to do dishonorable mentions. And first up on dishonorable mentions would be the Davy Crockett Explorer Canoes, which are horrible. I can't think of a worse thing to do at Disneyland besides eat one of those turkey legs than to go... And maybe you like turkey legs. Uh, I think they would kill. I think they would kill me with my my hormones. Sometimes there's a grease. I think they would have killed me before I transitioned. But ugh, anyway, uh, the Davy Crockett Explorer canoe. There's just it it. Well, on, on one hand, they're almost never. Well, in the summer, they're open a lot. But that's the only time. Like if you're riding that. In the winter, you're going to, like, get hypothermia. You get wet on that ride. The only good thing I can say about the canoes, like, maybe you really like working out when you're at Disneyland. You're going to get a great arm workout. You're also going to get drenched by the person in front of you. Yeah, and, and you know, the Rivers of America, that's not a real river. There are real ducks that live there. That's not I a love real the river. Ducks. It's, it's gross. That water is... I, I would never swim there. There's... I, I just think of all of the jewelry and coins and iPhones and dead bodies at the bottom. Oh, dear. <laughs> I mean, people have died on the sailing ship Columbia, but I don't think they're in the water still. Well, we don't know what Davy Jones has buried down there, but uh, there's just nothing. There have been a couple times where we've ridden on the Mark Twain riverboat in the middle of the day when the Davy... Crockett Explorer canoes have the line, and the people wave, and they just, they look so sad. Oh, well, it's not like the, the Mark Twain riverboat is, is, is the most fun thing in the world to do, but when you're standing up there on the second or third deck, and you're looking down, you might as well be on, like, Space Mountain from the looks of those people who are waiting in line to get wet with fake water. It's disgusting. Well, the water is real, but what I was going to say is, like, the, the real interesting Disneyland experience with the river is when all of the boats are running at once and you've got basically a traffic jam. We've had a few times where we were riding the canoes and we had to stop paddling to let the rafts go. And we were like paddling right alongside the Mark Twain. And we're all just like chilling, watching each other, watching the ducks go faster than us because the rafts to Tom Sawyer Island took priority. Yeah. Doesn't, doesn't that sound fun? But at least, like, it gives your arm a break when you have to wait. It is, it is a at workout. At least it gives your arm a break. You know what else gives your arm a break? Not doing the ride. It's not even a ride. It's not a ride. I, I'll leave that in because it, it's an awful, like, semi-Freudian slip. It's not a ride. It sucks. And it's, it's probably the worst thing at Disneyland or California Adventure. But for our final, uh, final thing of note before we get to the actual ranking is Tarzan's Treehouse, which there are a lot of people who have uh, a lot of nostalgia for the Swiss Family Robinson predecessor that it was remodeled from, and there are a couple Easter eggs in there. As it pertains to Tarzan's Treehouse, I... It, it, it It's one of those things that's there. If you have 10 minutes to kill before you have an Indiana Jones fast pass or you just got off of Pirates and you have nothing to do and everything's crowded, 
you can walk up there and you can see a, a pretty good faithful recreation of a, a very underrated Disney movie, in my opinion. I'm a huge Tarzan fan, but I've never I've never walked down the steps exiting Tarzan's treehouse thinking that 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 going up there was a better use of my time than than literally anything else with the possible exception of just like sitting in a toilet and not 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 actually needing to go to the bathroom. So I love Tarzan's Treehouse. Like not even just like I loved it when I was a kid. I did. I still love it today. I walk you out do of there. Not love it. You it's never so want to go on that. Fun. You do not love That doesn't mean I want to go every time, but like <laughs> leaving it and like first of all, like when you go up, you get a workout. But then also you get a great view to take pictures of all of the Frontierland, Adventureland, like everything. The you get a great panorama picture of it. You get a walk through your childhood with scenes and book excerpts from this great movie. You get to listen to some Phil Collins along the way. And you go down, and if you have hand sanitizer, you can play with all of the fun, like, garage kind of instruments oh, down there don't. from, like, the kitchen. Don't touch It's so that. much fun. And then when you leave and you're so excited with that, then you use your hand sanitizer and you move on. Tara has... Uh tried to play with those before and I've said like Tara, you know, imagine how many kids have touched that. Imagine there's just the disease that are And that's why we have hand sanitizer that kills ninety nine point nine percent of germs. Uh it, and it smells like apples and lemonade. You know, the one thing I would say, so as with most attractions at Disneyland or most of the Disney parks, they do tend to have other versions, at least at a couple of the other parks. Uh the Hong Kong Disneyland has puts its Tarzan treehouse, which I think is the only other Tarzan treehouse because uh, uh, Walt Disney World, the Magic Kingdom there, does still have the Swiss Family Robinson one. But at Hong Kong Disneyland, their Tarzan treehouse is actually on their version of uh, Tom Sawyer Island, which is pretty cool. Uh, that that would be a lot more fun, in my opinion, than where Tarzan's treehouse is. I've just seen kids being like oh let's do this and they start going up the stairs and i've seen the parents all depressed well they're probably tired at the fact they have to walk up these stairs it's energy we tend to go we go for 14 hour days most days if it's if, or 15 if, yeah so tarzan's treehouse not not the not the greatest use of anyone's time and please don't touch the things there unless you have sanitizer or gloves or <laughs> I don't know. Also, it's really cool down there. You're in the shade, like literally temperature-wise cool. You're in the shade, and there's not too many people there because obviously, yeah, people don't go there. So it's not that crowded. You're not dealing with body heat. And it's just a fun place to be and make music. I think they also have some of the little, like, microphone contraptions down there so you can talk to people. Yeah, that... um that's definitely a great use of your time. I, yes, it is. I'm glad you agree. I once on the uh, I once on the app saw it was listed once as having a five minute wait, and normally it doesn't list the wait at all. But I was laughing and I screenshotted it, and I haven't seen that again. I think it's kind of a joke. I I posted it on Tumblr. It uh, it's pretty absurd. I I'm gonna remind Tara that she said this many nice. I've never heard her say these nice things. About Tarzan's Treehouse, so I'm going to remind her about that. You do not. That doesn't mean we do it every time. I don't need to do it every time, but it's so much fun. I I get great enjoyment out of it. I get enjoyment out of a lot of things, though. I can't tell you guys the number of hours Tara and I have spent talking about Disneyland. It's literally like almost every day. I've never heard this before in all of the time, so uh, 
it's great that we, uh, you know, you guys have heard something for the first time, and so have I. How lovely. <laughs> so, uh, on to the actual uh, ranking list. We've got, uh, first up for, well, technic- uh, last up, we're going to do it from reverse. So we're going to start from the bottom and work our way up. So if you're like, if you're, if you're wanting to only listen to the top 10, you'd probably skip to part two and then some, because, uh, the bottom, the last ranking, and it's kind of sad that, that we gave this one the absolute worst ranking, because it's not the most terrible thing in the world. It's actually kind of fun, but sadly, the sailing ship Columbia clocks in at number 31. Largely, no other ride really fit this bill of uh, being docked because it's never open, but... They say that they're be refurbishing Selling Ship Columbia. The fact of the matter is it's seldom used because the Mark Twain Riverboat is used way more. And also the fact that the Selling Ship Columbia is used in Phantasmic means... And it's killed people. And it has killed people. So it's, it's not... If you see the Selling Ship Columbia, it, it'll almost certainly be just sitting at its dock near the Haunted Mansion. It's almost never, never used... It's actually kind of the the below deck area is actually pretty fun. It's basically like walking through a museum of like a 17th century ship. You've got their quarters, like you've got the galley. You can like look into the people's stuff. It's great. But I I went on it a few years ago. That part was definitely not open, and that really colored my perception of the Columbia. I thought it was just like around the river kind of boat without any kind of shade whatsoever. And the only thing it had going for it was the cannons. But when you can go downstairs, it's pretty cool. Yeah, it... I, I, I like... It also doesn't have... I, I enjoy riding the Mark Twain riverboat, but that narration about... I'll never understand Disneyland's just love of trying to hit home the idea that the beauty and joys of nature. If you want to go, if you want to go experience nature, you're not going to do it at Disneyland. So, the fact that Tom Sawyer Island just—I mean, sure, it's 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 on theme, but uh, it, it it it's it's it, it just kind of reminds me of of the fake and commercialization. Some might call it magic. Sure, 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 but like so, listening to this great like version of Red River Valley while sailing along the rivers of America. You can pretend like you are living inside basically um, Adventures of Huckleberry Finn sailing down the river. Um, I look once more just around the river bend. Why haven't they switched the Davy Crockett canoes to Pocahontas? That is the real question. I, I... I don't know. I, I was hoping the Davy Crockett canoes wouldn't be mentioned again. <laughs> she's she's sailing in a canoe in that song. Yeah. You know why? Because Pocahontas wouldn't, wouldn't go to Disneyland and ride that. That's why. Davy Crockett, I mean, Davy Crockett does have a uh, great presence in Disney lore, being one of the, when Walt, Walt Disney had his live action phase uh sure i mean which i guess would have died with the uh the i think it was 2004 remake of the alamo with dennis quaid which was a disaster that was disney yeah that was disney yikes yep not one of their finest hours maybe that's why they bought marvel and star wars and all the others and the muppets and all that other stuff 
But um, the Columbia is not a bad way to explore the rivers of America. But don't expect to actually go on it. If, if you want to go to Disneyland, and this is probably why it's last. If you're a kid plotting out your, your Disney day, thinking about the pictures you want, the food you want to try, the rides you want to do. If, 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 if you were weird enough or strange enough to put that at number one on your list, you might actually be disappointed. So I think that was probably why we had to put it where we put it. But um, Sailing Ship Columbia, not the worst thing in the world. But uh, I mean, you're at Disneyland, so it's already a great place to be. Yeah, last last place though, and uh, for number thirty, we have the Disneyland monorail, which was the first monorail system to operate on a daily basis in the entire Western Hemisphere. Per the, the recording that they always play. Yeah, and well, I was reading off of the actual article, and that was. I think that's basically word for word. Of, it was not. I wrote that copy myself. I'm pretty sure in the tram when you're on the way in, nee, that nee, is nee, basically nee, nee. what it says. Okay, well, it has been in operation since 1959. And it's that's really impressive. It is impressive. However, unlike the Walt Disney World monorail, which actually can take you from hotels into Walt Disney World, this one can really take you... Well, I, I guess the key point would be that a lot of people visiting Disneyland are not going to stay at the at, at the actual resorts. There's other places to stay. If you're like Tara Bell and me who live in Long Beach, we can just drive there in half an hour or so. Uh, it has limited usefulness as a transportation vehicle because it, it only stops in Tomorrowland and Downtown Disney. And it's actually kind of an inconvenient part of Downtown Disney where it stops. And it's, well, it's near the parking lot. So if you're parking and you're traveling with your old grandparents and your first place you want to be is Tomorrowland, then sure. Yeah, I mean, it's just not... If you're if you're a kid and you like have to, I think there are times of the day when only hotel people can actually ride it. We saw we saw a sign. Yeah, I from think that. that's a new restriction, which kind of makes sense. Well, it's, it would pro- the lines honestly might be too long otherwise. It's um, it's nice to look at. It's an impressive feat. Um, having been on the Walt Disney World one a couple times. In fact, when my sister was really little and we were there, uh. We got to ride up with the with the pilot who was telling us just the rigorous training that all the monorail uh, drivers have. I was going to say conductors, but no, they're they're uh, pilots. I I guess it, it's tough. Those are not easy to easy to ride, and sometimes we've seen them stuck. Taking a couple of pictures of that. Yeah, I think that gets that happens when they somehow get like delayed or like somehow traffic on this single circuit monorail circuit. They stop right by the Matterhorn. Yeah, uh, it's 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 not bad. I don't really have anything negative to say about it, other than it's just not. The lines can get long. Yeah, and I mean it's, it's you're. Annoying. It, it, it's one of the few things. It's the only ride that takes you out of the park. So. Uh, Why would you want to do that? Yeah, it would be better if they had a stop in California Adventure, but they don't. So. Uh, Which people regularly forget because it does drive right through the park. And it doesn't actually stop there. Yeah, that's strange, but uh, that's why it gets 30. I, you know, I have far less negative things to say about this one than I do for 29, which is the first one that Tara and I will have a divergence of opinion on for a strong divergence of opinion, I should say, because at 29, 
really the 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 least favorite of the of sort of the the, the rides. Um, one of my least favorite things in Disneyland is Autopia. I love Autopia. Autopia. So there are a few reasons I really dislike Autopia. First is the gasoline. It smells. It smells horrible. I like the smell of gasoline. Some people do. That's it's that's strange. It. I don't like the smell of the exhaust. Well, Autopia gives you the thrill of uh, driving, except you're on a rail. You can't drive. It's 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 less interactive than bumper cars. You can you can put you can in- bump the rail. Yeah, you can bump the rail. You can bump. They there are signs everywhere saying don't bump the car in front of you. Obviously, you're gonna bump the car in front of you. Uh, the last time we were on it, Tara was driving, and I I almost like I I almost lost my ability to breathe because I was laughing so hard because there was this woman who was essentially just not not putting her feet at the gas at all, and there was this huge line behind her of people, and. Imagine that. Imagine waiting for 25 minutes and then to not even be able to really put the pedal to the metal, which doesn't even get you that far. But imagine not being able to imagine not being able to even do that. And it's it's. In terms of in terms of ride operators, like what would be the least desirable position? Imagine just sitting in the hot sun. Now, granted, they do have some uh, they do have their sort of umbrella type things. But uh, imagine just spending all day with the gasoline, or you can be one of the people who has to sort of uh, watch over the middle of the park or the middle of the track. Uh, I want them to get rid of it. It smells. It's horrible. I really, I hate the ride. But Tara will certainly tell you about these little pieces of paper licenses they used to give out that uh, she still really loves. So this this could just be a fact that I didn't go to Disneyland until my 20s before they, uh, or well, after they took those out, they uh, changed so much of the ride. Like I think you would have liked it a little bit more. I like a lot of what I love about Autopia is the stuff that they used to have. So if you have not been to Autopia, um, or I guess if you if you've only been in the last few years and you didn't go beforehand, they used to have four or five named character Autopia cars. There was like Dusty, Rusty, Daisy. All these other ones, maybe not all these other ones, there were a few. Um, And so then when you were in line, they would give you a little paper driver's license that you could take with you, and it was your souvenir. You could take a picture at the end of the ride in a photo booth, um, pay like $5 for maybe a sheet of 20 pictures, and you could put it on your license. So that was always fun. And then inside the ride, they have two real fun like areas to look at for entertainment during what could be like an hour long wait. So they have the screen, which would have like fun little vignettes and videos and everything playing, featuring the Autopia cars, um, telling you not to hit the car in front of you with really funny animations. And then they had these dioramas featuring, I think they were Chevron sponsored cars, um, just cars anthropomorphized pre-cars movie and they were talking about oh they're oh they were so good there's a video or one of them i hope that there are videos of it was complaining about a car being asleep at a red light um a car going camping with his son they were, they were great it says a lot about how what disneyland thinks of autopia that putting aside the fact that 
there is a Cars Land in California Adventure. They have never rebranded Autopia. No, they just changed sponsors. Instead of Chevron, it's now sponsored by Honda. And somehow they got rid of everything fun. There's a weird Honda robot standing around. It doesn't make sense. And they also got rid of the gift shop at the end. So also, with a driver's license, one of them, like maybe one in a hundred, gave you a free toy car at the end. And I got those maybe two or three times because the number of times that I rode it when I was young. And I went and got a really fun car. It was great. So from what you're listening to, Tara really likes this ride because they've bribed her. I also really enjoy the driving part. Like, growing up, I loved, like, the semi-autonomy freedom of driving a car on a fixed track at, like, five miles an hour. Yeah. I loved it, and I would make a game with myself really trying to drive safely. My family always made fun of me that I would, like, hit the rails so much because I would always overcorrect, which is also what I do in video games. I wasn't a good driver of the car, so I would, like, I would make it a real challenge for myself to drive safely. It was fun. I still like it. Well, I, I'm glad somebody does. Yeah, uh, if you're if you're somebody who really loves Autopia, I'm glad the terror was here to to defend it. And I will affirm everyone's beliefs that it's great. It's, it doesn't belong at the end of the list. It's it's not it's not great. But what I will say is, being tall, it's really hard. Um, even when I was like ten or so, and like well above the average height for a ten year old. It was difficult to, like, fit my leg in it while pressing on the gas at the same time. Like, my legs would basically get cramped in there. So we can't ride it every time. Not just because Ian doesn't like it, but also, like, it's really uncomfortable. It's uncomfortable. It smells. There are people there who are... The lines are long. Uh, I... I there are Such four, a great experience. There are four different tracks, and none of them are worth riding. Okay, so the two on the... Closer inner side, those are longer, and I think they're more fun. Um, when you're in line, you can basically ask to be put in, I think it's the green and orange lanes. Those are a fun experience. You can ask to be put anywhere, like, on any ride. But um, if I were a ride operator, and they said, can you put me here? I would say, yeah, but even better is just leave the line and go do a different ride. Obviously, they're not going to say that. Obviously, but... Uh, I wish they would, and uh, I really don't like Autopia, but uh, it's nice that Tara defended it. One that I think we both agree is also very, very, very terrible at 28 is Finding Nemo Submarine Voyage, which, if you're a kid, if you know, if you're anybody, the submarines have been a part of Disneyland for a very, very long time, since 1959. And the, even even today, the fact that those submarines are there is is impressive. It, it's an impressive feat. It shows Walt's uh, ingenuity that he that he built those. The trouble is, you get in a submarine and you're looking at these uh, sort of cheap animated graphics underwater. They are Pixar animation. Yeah, it it. I mean, obviously, there's not really going to be real fish there. I think they'd all die. <laughs> They would. You, they, they also wouldn't be able to, you know, do the things you'd want them to do. Uh, the dank smell of the submarine, which has got like 30, 40, 40 passengers a vessel. There are, I don't think, outside of like the monorail or the riverboat or the Walt Disney uh, Railroad or the carousel, you're just not gonna get 
you're you're just not going to get any ride that has that kind of capacity and it's in an enclosed space and i actually farted in on the submarine the last time we were there and i did it on purpose (laughs) mostly to express my displeasure of the ride it's claustrophobic you're looking outside a little manhole or a a woman hole or a non-binary hole (laughs) um it it and, and no matter what gender you identify as, uh, I think we can all agree that no one wants to ride that. It, I, actually, I, well, so I say that, and yet Nemo Nemo gets a, a really long line. Uh, yeah, surprisingly long line. It's consistently one of the longest in, in the Disneyland park. And I can't understand why. And I can't imagine. It's also, I think it's the longest... Uh, Not counting the railroad, I think it's the longest ride. It may even be longer than the Mark Twain Riverboat. I'm not 100% sure. I think it's a 13-minute ride or so. It's it's long. And longer is not better. You're better off on a a Splash Mountain or a a small... It's a small world or Pirates of the Caribbean if you want a long ride. It smells. uh, The Pixar animation, I guess, is nice, but... And the bubbles. Fun bubbles that you can hear and you can see. Like, I will defend the animation as being cool. I wouldn't say it's great. It definitely doesn't make the ride overall worth it. But they are pretty cool graphics. I think they're kind of, like, overlaid on, like, some of the actual underwater features. I mean, I'm glad that Tara is finding the positive. Uh, The first time I ever went, I was with my, my parents and... We were just going around looking for fun things to do. And they don't have... They have a Nemo-type thing at uh, Disney World and uh, at Tokyo Disneyland. But the the Disneyland uh, version that's at Epcot is... Uh, did I say the Disneyland version? Yeah. The, the Nemo version at Epcot is uh, slightly better. Is it also a submarine or is it a different ride? It's a... It's not... It, it, it's not the exact... Uh, um, the Nemo at Epcot is more almost like the the uh, it's more like the Little Mermaid at California Adventure. A great ride. Yeah, it's um, you're you're in a little clam car. Oh. Uh, I think they do have some fish there. Actual live fish. Yeah, I'm I'm pretty sure I haven't. Uh, yeah, that's I, that's like in theme with Epcot. Yeah, because we would have done that uh, when I was there at Disneyland last. They were still doing the Nemo uh, Disney World last. They were still doing the Nemo show, which is a good show. It's a fun show, and I, I'd say that I love pretty much every show that uh, Disney puts on in its parks. But uh, I'd much rather do that. Um, I think the Tokyo Disneyland one is also more like a ride than. I, some people will say yes, yes. The Disneyland version is also a ride. But it's depressing. And actually, I would have loved it more if they had uh, initially before. So they they opened the Nemo. uh, They did the remodel of the submarine, which had been closed for a while. They did the remodel in 2003. They were going to remodel it after Atlantis, the Lost Empire, which would have been That would have been awesome. I, I like that movie if you're a longtime Disney fan. It's an underrated movie. I was playing the PlayStation 1 version of the game the other day. It's fun. It's a fun movie. It's got a fun cast. I would have liked that. And I, I, I that, that said, I do love Nemo. Turtle Talk with Crush is a lot of fun oh, in California Adventure. Show. But um, 
you know, we have Pixar Pier now in California Adventure, which maybe shines a bit more scrutiny on the, well, it's, I, I don't know how fair it is to call a Buzz Lightyear Astro Blasters that much of a Pixar ride because uh, Buzz Lightyear of Star Command, which is essentially what it's based off of, yeah. is not a Pixar uh, release. It's a Pixar character, but uh, it kind of straddles the line. Finding Nemo Submarine Voyage, of all the rides to get, uh, of all the remodels, like uh, Incredicoaster that was... Um, I'm blanking the I'm blanking on what the original. I don't know. I never wrote it before. It was the, the California coaster. coaster. California screaming. California screaming, or uh, you know, uh, uh, Guardians of the Galaxy after Terror of Terror. I think those or the uh, Monsters Inc. getting remodeled of the stupid uh, limousine thing, or Little Mermaid getting uh, remodeling the version of the Whoopi Goldberg show. Uh, those are all like really great upgrades. Finding Nemo Submarine Voyage, I think, is a wash. I think it's- I wanted it to be Little Mermaid. I didn't understand. So, like when it came out, I was like, "Why are we doing Nemo? Nemo is new. Let's give it to Little Mermaid." And now, in retrospect, Little Mermaid is also kind of new, um, being released within the '90s. Well, you kind of answered your own question. Disney does tend to uh, the if you think about what what gets what gets. Um, what gets a ride? It's it's typically answered by uh, things that are built right after the movie comes out. They tend not to dig too deep into their back catalog. The one exception of that would be when the Little Mermaid Ariel's under Ariel's Adventure, the the California Adventure ride came much later, and that was but that was also just kind of a response to the poor the uh, poor construction of uh the themes centering around california so that's like pretty much the one exception like had disney known that the 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 disney renaissance was coming i don't think roger rabbit would have gotten its own ride but they get built movie comes out it's a hit they're expanding the park boom that's that's essentially why it's finding nemo submarine voyage and not aerial submarine voyage but uh not a fun ride. If you go, if you're if you're stuck doing it, you know, let one out for me. Make a nice tune. No, don't. <laughs> I, uh, it smells bad enough in those submarines, but, uh, I wish they would close. Some of those submarines have been around for a while, but, um, they should just close it. They should close that in Autopia and build something better in that spot. There, I, that's, it's, it's horrible. Anyway. Do you have anything else to say on, on Nemo? I guess not. It's a bad ride. It really is. But I will... The, the, the graphics are cool. Sure. So next up is one that kind of fits under the, the, the monorail style of low ranking. The King Arthur Carousel is a... Uh, I, I like the King Arthur Carousel. It's, it's fun. But... And... Carousels play a vital role. In fact, you could argue that without carousels, we would have no Disney park anywhere because Walt Disney got the idea for Disneyland uh, from the the Griffith Park merry-go-round in Los Angeles. Uh, I think the bench where he sat and he imagined it, you can see in in Great Moments with Mr. Lincoln, which is a wonderful attraction. There are always great moments in Mr. Lincoln. But uh, it's been there since 1955. It's fun. I guess maybe the one problem with the King Arthur Carousel is 
unless it's a day where you've just gotten to do everything and you're riding the carousel, it tends to be one of those rides that you do because everything else is crowded. So riding around Fantasyland and you're just kind of seeing rides that you'd rather be on, which is uh, not the most ringing endorsement for a ride. But uh, if the if if you're there and the band is playing, or the pearly band, that it's fun. I I've really enjoyed rides when the pearly band is not playing the music. But um, and you can see the King Arthur sword there. Uh, not, not yeah, it's it's a fun place to people watch. You can make yourself dizzy trying to look all around at everyone passing by, and I like uh, choosing the prettiest horse that they put in on the fiftieth anniversary. It even has like a nice little fifty written in gold on it, and I will like judge people who aren't choosing it or aren't treating that horse with respect. Because it's beautiful. It's got like its hair all flowing. It's got pretty purple, pink, gold ribbons. And people will pass it up for like the next ugly one. Yeah, not, not a, I, I have nothing bad to say about a carousel. I, it doesn't belong high on anyone's list in my opinion. What would make it better is if the pictures on the side of Sleeping Beauty, um, Wait, do those move or do they not move? They should, like, you should be able to, like, look at all the different ones. I actually can't remember right now if they're moving with you or not. Are you stuck with one picture the whole time? We'd basically have to watch a YouTube video and figure that out. Um, yeah, I'm not sure. I, uh, I just ride the carousel because it's a quick line and it's fun. Carousels are generally fun, but it's true that, like, compared to everything else at Disneyland, it's not the place that's going to be your number one pick. Uh, for sure. I, uh, yeah, not gonna, not gonna trash the carousel, not gonna fart on the carousel, <laughs> but I, uh, yeah, it's, uh, it's, it's, your day is, your day is not ruined if you didn't get a chance to ride the carousel. And um, I, 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 there's no instance in which you wouldn't get a chance to ride it. So, uh, that's really all there is to say about the carousel. Walt, uh, it, it, it's never gonna get removed so Walt's, uh, well, there's nothing else really to put in his place, but, uh, has a special place in Walt's heart. It doesn't really have a special place in my heart, but, uh, it does for me. I like the music. If you're, if you're in the Mr. Toad line or the Peter Pan, if, if you're really in the outside of the Peter Pan line, it's nice music. Okay. It's a carousel. You know, it, 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 maybe the park would feel incomplete without it. It I definitely would. All right. So that's, that's all I got to say on the carousel, but, um, Number 26 is a ride that is not objectively that great, and yet uh, Gadget's Go Coaster has a special place in my heart, if only for... We talk about what gets to have a Disneyland ride. There's, you know, the new releases, the big ones. And then there's one that was uh, uh, really another product of Disneyland of of Disneyland not knowing how many great movies were going to come in the early to mid '90s because uh, the the late '80s were a really huge boom for Disneyland's animated uh, the Disney Channel's animated programming that so many really really great shows Tailspin, Ducktales, Darkwing Duck, but Chippendales Rescue Rangers specifically Gadget. One of the few female, female really fun female characters of the era, Disney. That, and that she's wa- like an engineer, isn't she? So that's very like proactive feminist. 
Oh yeah, and and Chip and Dale uh, constantly fought on the show, and you had uh, Montague, Monty, who I, I, I'm almost positive is co-voiced by, I know that Jim Cummings, who voices Winnie the Pooh, is one part, but I also think Peter Cullen, who is Optimus Prime, is is the other big voice on the show. Chip and Dale, Rescue Ranger. That was a great show. I loved that show. Toon Disney, I wish it would come back. It's a real. That was a really great channel. They have so many great. If the Disney, uh, if the Disney Plus app doesn't have all of that stuff, I think it's gonna. It's so easy. It's such. Um, it would be so easy of them to just put uh, all of that stuff on. As for Gadget's Go Coaster, uh, if we're being honest, not the greatest ride in the planet Earth. It's the shortest ride in Disneyland. It clocks in at only forty-four seconds, and it can get a pretty bad line. It can go up beyond half an hour, and that's largely because. They generally only have one, one, uh, one set of, uh, one cart Yeah, one, one caravan of cars going at the same time. Because it's that short of a ride. Yeah. Uh, it's not a bad junior roller coaster, but it's... Yeah, it's a good, really, starting roller coaster for children like me who hated roller coasters and were really scared of them. So it was great growing up that I could have a kind of thrill ride, but then somehow I got scared of it again. And it's, like, I mean, maybe it's kind of a scary ride. It, it goes fast. You see, like, ears on the ground, hats on the ground that people have lost in rides before you. And you get kind of scared, like, oh, what am I going to lose? Uh, but it's it's not really a scary ride. It's it's good. It's quick. It's short. You're not going upside down. Right. Um, I was really amazed. They announced a couple weeks ago that there's going to be a new Mickey and Minnie's Runaway Railway coming into Toontown. I was utterly shocked to find that it was not set to replace the Gadget Go coaster. Yeah. I've long pegged that as the uh, most likely to be torn down. I was amazed that it isn't. Um, it, it's still... We're in the year 2019 now. Disney Channel's cartoon animated era, you have to be nearing 30 to to have really uh, enjoyed that in its prime with all those animated, adapta- animated adaptations of animated movies. All the adap- television adaptations of... Of the animated movies like Aladdin, Little Mermaid. Oh, those are great shows. We would rent them at Blockbuster. Yeah, they were really fun. And and before streaming and all that, I mean, to get that stuff, uh, it's a lot of fun. I, I I I have a soft spot for Gadget Go Coaster and Toontown. I didn't grow up going there. Mickey, the Toontown in Disney World doesn't have as many rides. Uh, it's it had uh, places like the Judge's Tent and. Uh, Mickey Minnie's house, it, 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 it's actually not even there anymore. They tore it down. There's only Toontown at Disneyland and Tokyo Disneyland. They took out Toontown from Florida? Yeah, it's not in Florida That's anymore. That's awful. I mean, you say that, uh, I, I, I personally, uh, Toontown as a, I, I'm glad they're putting in a new ride now because the whole thing does kind of look like a relic from the 90s. It needs to be repainted. Yeah, it. For a park that really never looks that dirty, G- Gadget's Go Coaster is, is really the most... It's ru- falling apart. Yeah, it's run down. The water is green and full of gross things. Yeah, put, uh, put Davy Crockett Explorer canoe in the, in the Gadget water. <laughs> Ugh, dysentery. Yeah. <laughs> they have all those, the Donald ship, the Chippendales. Oh, Treehouse. those were great. I loved doing those growing up. They've closed off some parts of it, so you can't explore as much. Those were fun. Yeah, we got in there. I... I 
I felt like an idiot walking through that. I also it's a kiddiest park of the kiddiest part of the park. Uh you know, the one the one really positive thing I would say about Gadget Go Coaster is if you are pushing 30, if you do have children, uh maybe there's a special thing to say, hey, here is this relic of my childhood that we can experience briefly and, you know, have to wait in line for far longer than we'll uh, actually get to enjoy the ride. But uh, <laughs> there's Gadget. It's a soft spot in my heart. Maybe similar to the uh, feelings that Tara has towards Hotopia, maybe. <laughs> Although I'm not not here to tell you it's great, but... Uh, yeah, like, I loved Gadget's Go Coaster growing up. It was fun. It was fun. It's fun. But uh, not not the greatest thing in the world. But uh, moving on to 25, we have the Disneyland Railroad, which is um, a great way to sit down. It's a great way to get from uh, New Orleans Square to Tomorrowland. Or I guess if you're really wanting to go from New Orleans Square to Toontown, that's also a great way. Uh, the Disneyland Railroad is uh, that's a really that's one of my favorites to do at night. Line well, actually, the line's actually probably worse at night, but uh, it's I, I I love trains. Thomas Tank Engine's one of my favorite things on the planet Earth. I have a lot of fun riding uh, trains. I miss uh, California doesn't have a great transit system compared to uh, the East Coast, but um, Disneyland Railroad is always a fun time, and they have those really old fun cars. Uh, they have two separate types of passenger car, one that faces, uh, uh, facing forward and then the one that faces to the side. Um, they have a lot of really cool dioramas. The audio, audio animatronic dinosaurs are really fun. That's actually, that's a really impressive, uh, setup. And it was actually closed for a lot of this year. And we, we did get to see it a couple of times when it reopened, which is fun. Uh, I'm not really sure what they changed. There's like some new kind of animation stuff that they might've, revamped but it's surprising that they still don't include characters from the dinosaurs movie from like 2000 and they never will or the good dinosaur they have a dinosaur diorama and they're not including their own properties which is like contrary to disney's new mo of making everything into like another advertisement for disney well they both kind of fit under the category of um same as kind of atlantis they were an I, I, Dinosaur, Dinosaur's not a great movie. I never actually saw the Dinosaur's movie, but I had some toys from it and a cute, like, storybook of it. It was one of those things, like, it, it, I think it came out, it came out after the year 2000. Um, It kind of fits under what you would say about, like, The Phantom Menace, even if you hated it, which was, uh, the animation was very impressive. And I like the Feminist, but um, it is not a great movie. I'm glad they didn't incorporate those dinosaurs. Um, my favorite part of the Disneyland Railroad is when it uh, goes through Splash Mountain because you get to see them singing zippity doo You get to wave at people who just got soaked and are sad. Or maybe maybe they're not sad, but uh, it's always... Um, it's a nice, happy experience. For both the riders of Splash Mountain and the people on the train to look in and see this zippity doo dah day. Yeah, it's, uh, I wish that, I mean, there's really no way that it would be able to incorporate uh, going through more rides. Although there's also, 
the point at It's a Small World where it goes by, which is cool. Not actually in the ride, but outside. Um, I guess if you're riding the It's a Small World boat from the outside, you can wave to the people. Yeah, I've definitely done that before. You don't, uh, I mean, that's something that uh, uh, Casey Jr. does really well, incorporated with the Storybook Land canal boats. Also, um, when you're on that section of the Disneyland Railroad, um, if you're there around parade time, you can wave at the princesses as they're kind of on their downtime. They'll wave back at you. They better wave back. Uh, <laughs> I, uh, I I like Disneyland Railroad a lot. That's uh, 25 is not a, a ranking reflective of it's bad. It's reflective of the fact that it's a it's a it's a train and we're at Disneyland. So uh, I, I I like it a lot. You have anything else to say? I enjoy it. It's it's a great place to rest. Um, it's like when I was young and there with like my old grandparents and like my whole family, they would like to use it as transportation because it's a great place to sit and rest. It is a a, a great way to uh, get transportation. If you're if you're looking to scratch the railroad off your bucket list and you're noticing that the lines are bad, uh, I think the worst lines are honestly not at uh, Main Street, but at uh, in New Orleans Square. Yeah, because that's where everyone is. Yeah, the best place to pick it up is Tomorrowland. And that's actually, you get the dinosaurs right there. Uh, very few people pick it up at Tomorrowland, so that's... Yeah, that, there's, there's maybe been like 10 people in line when we've been there. Yeah, that's a, that's a good spot. Uh, Toontown isn't terrible, but um, the Tomorrowland is kind of really off the beaten narrow path. You kind of have yeah, to... it's behind Autopia. If you're really going to ride the Disneyland Railroad, uh, Tomorrowland, I would recommend as your best bet to uh, get on it. It's... It, I, I also... If you're a train aficionado, and I know there's some people who are like, oh, who's a train aficionado? Trains are great. Uh, I've even been thinking about doing more Thomas the Tank Engine podcasts as we've been recording this one because I love trains so much. Um, Disneyland's efforts to... Uh, they've acquired trains because they have a certain gauge of the of the rail that only fits a certain type of car, and those, those trains are old. Uh, their efforts to acquire uh, trains that fit their uh, thing... They've got a lot of really great history, and some of those have been in use since uh, since the beginning, which is uh, certainly exciting. If you like the, uh, if you're big into Disneyland history, to ride a train that's been around since the '50s, and some of them are gotta be even older than that. Uh, and it, they, you know, they incorporated the audio animatronic dinosaurs from the 1964 World Fair, similar to the Small World, so you get a lot of history riding it. It's it's fun. I really like the railroad. I, I like writing it. All right. Next up at number 24 is the Mark Twain Riverboat, which I like that one a lot. That's a good... Uh, having been to Disneyland as many times as we have, uh, I've gotten pretty good at figuring out when a good idea... Uh, I like to I like to rest in ways that aren't just, you know, sitting on a bench in Main Street. I like to either have a treat or... Mark Twain Riverboat is a really good way to get uh, you know, a nice fifteen minute break. You ride around, drink some coffee. Yeah, they've got that. Uh, they've got that concession stand right there. You can get a cup of coffee. Seventy five percent coffee, twenty five percent hot chocolate. Get aboard the boat. Listen to the annoying uh, audio track about Not nature. Annoying. A bit forced, but very authentic. Sure. Yeah. Authentic. Very authentic. Authentically stupid. Um. 
I do not love uh, that audio track, but um, I I enjoyed very much. I enjoy it so much. I mentioned Red River Valley earlier. Um, I have a ripped version of Red River Valley from the audio track on my iTunes library because it's so much fun. Sure. Uh, you get to look at... Uh, now you can see Galaxy... I hope they incorporate Galaxy's Edge into the narration eventually. Say an off in the distance in a galaxy far, far away, except it's right next door. Yeah, you can see the uh, the exit point of the uh, the briar patch of Splash Mountain right before the end when the when you go down the the big final jump and you've got uh, right before you go into the zippity doodah part. You can see that uh, you got a great view of the people on uh, Tom Sawyer Island who are running around wishing they were anywhere else. <laughs> uh, it's fun. I like you've the- got three different levels to um, stand on the boat, so you can like if you want to get sunburned, you can stand on the top where you can see everything. I think I like the middle tier vest. They've got this weird, like, inside mirrored area where they're not actually seats. But uh, you've got shade in there. It's great. On the bottom, they have some other chairs. It's a fun experience. I like it. It's one that we do a lot when uh, middle of the day and the lines are bad everywhere. And we've kind of done looking for a break, have a cup of coffee. It's fun. I, I enjoy the riverboat a lot. Oh, doing that sunset, it's a nice romantic sunset cruise. Yeah, it's one of the few that... I mean, there are a couple rides that uh, are either better at night or they offer a different experience at night. Uh, the riverboat is pretty good on both days, uh, both times of day, uh, when it's light out or when it's dark. Uh, and it goes, I mean, it goes it goes pretty late in the night unless Phantasmic is going. I don't, I can't, I can't really remember if it, if, it, if it starts up again after Phantasmic, but I don't think it so. It might. It might. Um... It's it's a it's a fun time. There's a uh, worse things to do. It's a good one also if you're there with uh, older uh, older relatives or an old person you found and brought to Disneyland oh. with you. <laughs> um, unlike say Space Mountain or uh, <laughs> Guardi- uh, Mission Breakout, uh, but uh, it's fun. But uh, at number twenty three, the Astro Orbiter, which uh, that should be lower. <laughs> Maybe it should be lower. Oh. I, uh, I mean, so here's the problem with the Astro Orbiter. Objectively, objectively, as like a as a thrill experience, and it doesn't rank high on the thrill factor, but it would probably beat Dumbo if you're going by straight thrills. Well, because you've got the thrill of, am I going to be thrown out of this thing? Like you could fall out without that seatbelt. Yeah, well, Tara, it's not the safest drive. Tara and I made the mistake. Uh, huh. It actually, it, so this year it had a, a remodel, so it's closed. I don't know exactly what they refurbished. No, it looks good, the same. That's a good question. If you actually, uh, on the article that I posted, um, I took a picture of it when it was being remodeled. Uh, I don't intend to replace it because I think it's a stupid ride. <laughs> we, I can just leave that picture. We actually got in the same rocket, and we're both uh, in our 20s. We're, uh, it was very cramped, even as people who are in a relationship together. Um yeah, it's not a comfortable ride. But I remember riding it even alone when I was young in like my own rocket, my sister and another. It it it's scary. Like it's not the funnest. You think you're going to fall out. You're going too fast for how high you are. Uh it's it's not a great ride. And also like the view of Main Street is okay. Yeah, it's not a great view. 
No, like there's just like crowds of people down there. You can look at the castle whenever you want. You don't have to do it from up there. Dumbo, by comparison, gives you a better view of Fantasyland. Yeah. Uh, and it's also... Eh. It, it's built, um, it's built on an awkward part of Tomorrowland, and, um, so the Astro Orbiter is one that is, is, there, there have been six separate variations of it, although there, the Tokyo Disneyland one was closed in 2017. I remember the, the, going to the Magic Kingdom one when I was little, and, and it being a bigger deal, uh, as part of that park lore, but... The Disneyland Astro Orbiter, it's rare that uh, Magic Kingdom gets a ride before Disney World. Actually, I mean, before Disneyland, but um, the three that really come to mind that were built before the ones in Disneyland are actually all in uh, Tomorrowland. You have Space Mountain, uh, Buzz Lightyear Astro Blasters, and Astro Orbiters. I think all had their, uh, were all built in Magic Kingdom first, but... Disneyland's version came in 2017, not 2017, Disneyland's version came in 1998, making it one of the newer rides in the park, uh, it's, it's not that great, um, you can have a view of things you'd rather do, uh, it gives you a good view of, uh, the, what's the ride that closed that's still part of it's there? The People Mover. The People Mover, you can look at that, um, it's, it's fine, uh, <sighs> The one really big downside to the Astro Orbiter would be the fact that uh, those rockets, because they don't fit a ton of people, uh, you're going to wait in line. Yeah, and, it's uh, a long line, and for the same amount of time, you could be riding Dumbo, which at least has, like, nostalgia, cute elephant factor. Yeah, I think the last time Astro Orbiter, as of this recording, would be the ride we rode the latest, because uh, we rode it at, uh, we boarded it, the park was closing at 11, and I think we boarded it at, like, 10.58, uh, which was, um, it's, it's, it's fine, I, I, I'm trying to think of somebody who has nostalgia for, uh, Astro Orbiter, I, 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 it's, let me say this, we would have been there 17 times before it reopened, Maybe maybe sixteen. I did not ever hear once somebody saying they missed it, and I can't count the number of times I've heard the phrase "Tower of Terror" mentioned. Uh-huh. Pretty much every time we're there, I don't think anybody cared that Astro Orbiters was closed. And really, it hearing that it was only put in in nineteen ninety eight is really like, why did they ever put it in? It's very crowded in that area. You're at the intersection of entering Tomorrowland from Main Street. So you've got the lines from Star Tours, um, the line from Buzz Lightyear Astro Blasters, but then also it takes up a lot of valuable parade space, walking space. Uh, When they do their crowd control at night, saying you can only walk this way, you've got to contend with this weird eyesore of Astro Orbiters in your way. Yeah, it's kind of, uh, it, it, it's an updated version of the um, Astro Jets that, that were at Disneyland for a while, but um, it, it's, they went away in 1966, then they came back, it, I, I don't really, Tomorrowland apparently needs to have rockets, I, I don't understand, just, you know, the 
with rides like the Astro Orbiter, you kind of think maybe maybe they 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 persevered because of some sort of uh, ties to Walt. Astro Orbiter, I, I just don't see it. It's a it's a, forty years ago spinning around and circling a rocket may have been uh, fun, but uh, its continued presence reminds you kind of of the narrative of of the uh, original Toy Story, the the cowboy versus space thing, which even now kind of seems dated in the year twenty nineteen. Uh, Maybe maybe rockets were 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 going to be the thing of the future, but uh, I'd almost ha- rather have something Western in its place. But uh, even better would be if they just closed it, I, you know. And I don't even care if they put something else, put a second carousel. I would prefer that they just completely pave over that space and leave it open walking space. Yeah, I. Uh, you know, we they apparently they they need to have rocket jets. Um, maybe put the people mover back. I don't know. Maybe not. Um, it, it, rockets. That's uh, I don't. I don't really know what else to say about that. <laughs> what a total mess. But um, twenty uh, twenty two on our list is the Mad Tea Party, which I guess like in terms of rides at Disneyland that are uh, sort of talked about as a thing, the teacups are mentioned a lot, just in terms of um. It's hard to think of a ride that probably makes parents more nauseous than that one. Or mm-hmm. me. Yeah. You spin around in a circle, and there's nothing worse than being there with somebody who really likes to spin spin the, the spin the cup. Yeah, and the purple one goes really fast, and so naturally my sister always went for that one. Yeah. No, uh, you know, when, when Tara and I are in there, you know, in two girls, one cup, um, <laughs> we we tend not to spin spin too much. No, like it's our... it's spinning enough on its own. We don't need to make it go faster. Enjoy the sights, the lights, the sounds, sure, but don't make yourself throw up on it. Nice, quiet, two girls, one cup. Oh, okay. Um, <laughs> I, uh, I, I, it's not one that I necessarily need to ride a lot. Uh, the teacups are another one that, that are kind of just a staple of, of, of Disney parks. You find them in a lot of, uh, a lot of the different parks, but. Oh, the Paris one is really dirty. Like, the Paris Disneyland is already, it needs a good janitor staff there 24-7. Disneyland version of the teacups are uh, distinct by, uh, they're the only ones that don't have a covering. So when it rains, they close. The, uh, they, they get flooded, and then they need to be, uh, the teacup needs to be poured out. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh. They're, they're, eh. I almost like watching them more than I like riding it. Oh, yeah. Like, it's pretty colors to look at. You can just, like, zone out and stare at it. It's, it's pretty. Yeah, it's, it's hard to think of a more, it's, it's a beautiful, um, it's way better than the, the Luigi, Luigi's ride in, uh, California Adventure, which is essentially, basically the same, or the Mater ride, Mm -hmm. which I also am not a big fan of, but, um. Uh, teacups, yeah, not the worst thing in the world. But uh, although from- also being tall, not the best ride, and you cramp like four tall people in there, it doesn't work. No, and I'll spare uh, I'll spare everybody another uh, crude joke, but uh, it's um, it's 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 a ride. <laughs> it is a nice ride. Yeah, I don't have that much else to say about uh, that one in particular, but um. I do for uh, Dumbo the Elephant, which is number 21. 
Dumbo! To tell a, um, my parents will never let me live this down. I actually, my sister and I both have terrible luck at Disney World. Uh, of the three or four times we've been there, uh, we gotten sick twice. I've gotten sick, and my sister has gotten sick. But when I was, uh, when I was little, and I would have been four or five, I got sick, and, um, we were in the Dumbo line for what would have been, like, 40 minutes. We're almost ready to go on. And I had to have, uh, I had to have, I had to have diarrhea. And my dad would never forget me saying, Dad, I have to go to the bathroom. And Dumbo will always make me laugh when I look at it for that reason. But, uh, it's a cute ride. I love seeing, like, if you're in, if you're in a different ride, like, if you're in the Mr. Toad's Wild Ride Line or, uh, Pinocchio... The kids want to ride Dumbo. They don't want to ride Snow White's Scary Adventures. It scares the shit out of them. They want to ride Dumbo. And it really reminds you of how much Disneyland is a park for everybody. Like, a lot of older people will love the Mark Twain Riverboat, which isn't isn't going to give you that much of a thrill. And we say that Dumbo isn't going to give us a lot of thrill either. And yet, to a little kid... Spinning around in that circle in a elephant fr- that that really has been one of the iconic characters in Disney lore, the idea that uh, you could spin around in a circle with that it's it, it's got you such are a- flying. You're not just spinning. You were flying and you were going up and down and making everyone like mad at you because you're the one in control. It's great. It's a ride that really, sort of along with the teacups, reminds you of the timelessness of Disneyland. It's a Disneyland original. It's basic a ride, really. Disneyland tends not to make rides that you can just find in a traveling carnival that much. And yet, when it comes to the teacups and Dumbo and also the carousel, those are three that you would find at a, you know any old uh, carnival or you know the the theme park up in uh, NorCal where Us was filmed at. Uh, Monterey Beach, maybe. I forget. I have no idea what that is. Maybe Big Little Lies will film there. Um, Dumbo's an adorable elephant. And it's... God, sometimes that line can go up to 45 minutes. And if you're like me, as a little kid, you uh, can't even survive the line. But uh, it's a a fun ride. We don't do it a heck of a lot because the line is often very brutal. It has no fast pass. Maybe it should have a fast pass. Uh, and it's a big long queue. You, you, there's a lot of elements to it, but, um, yeah, they've got the conductor mouse in one part of, I think. Yeah. It's, I, I really, I have a, I have a soft spot for Dumbo. It's an adorable, adorable ride. And, um, you know, it reminds you of, of how many generations of Disneyland fans have gone and appreciated spinning around in the circle in a flying elephant. And so for the prior generations, what I'm really mad that they took away, they used to have, so when I was young, it was a wooden painted black feather that you would take up and that was your like ticket to fly. And then they changed it to a laminated piece of paper, probably because people were forgetting or just intentionally taking the black feather. And then now there's no feather. And that is a big part of um, Dumbo's story is that he flies because he has his feather and now he doesn't have his feather so Disney please bring that back 
I don't think they're going to bring the feather back, but uh, maybe they should because the Dumbo movie, which uh, I didn't think was the greatest thing on the planet Earth, but um, it's nice to see that uh, Disneyland Originals can come back and they can mean something still to to so many people. And uh, whether you care about uh, being handed a dirty feather or not, you know, a- a- as a kid, there's such little in your life that you get to be in control of. And that's why Utopia is great. Or, uh, um, but, you know, your parent tells you what toy you can get, when to go to sleep. Dumbo, you want to go up, you want to go down. The power is yours. And there's something beautiful about that. I really, I, I like Dumbo. I would not, uh, it doesn't deserve to be higher on this list. I think at 21, it's about as generous as it should be. It's better than the Astro Orbiters, though, that I can tell you. Yes. And, you know, you could say, oh, actually, you can go higher in the Astro Orbiters, but the Astro Orbiters is a stupid little rocket. Whereas Dumbo is an adorable elephant. A very cute elephant. And it's like they, they have the different colored hats and stuff. So it's fun and you can choose your favorite color. Although also now they kind of assign you to which one to go to. Yeah. That's also a good one if you're, uh, you know, Tara and I go to Disneyland. There's the two of us. So we, we uh, especially on the Matterhorn, tend to move a little faster through the line because they're looking for two people. Dumbo, you're trying to go through that line with two people. You can get in. One time it, it, it was saying 15 minutes and we just wanted to do it. And we must have waited maybe for like two, two or three minutes. It was ridiculous. But uh, Dumbo's cute. Uh, I'd rather ride the ride than watch the new movie again. And I'll save singing the Casey Jr. song for later. But let's just do a little bit. Casey Jr.'s coming around the track with a smoky stack. Sing along, terrible. No. I don't know all the words. <laughs> have some lemonading crack. Time jacks. for lemonading crack. Oh. Casey Jr.'s back. Casey, Casey Jr.'s back. back. Well, Casey Jr. is, you can see from Dumbo, but it's just a fun, I I love pretty much every ride in Fantasyland, which is also just kind of a a power, uh, a testament to the power of Disneyland that uh, even the kiddie rides are endearing to a 28-year-old with, uh, I'm 27, I'm about to be 28, and I don't, we don't have children, but uh, Dumbo, I look forward to a day when I can spend two hundred dollars to ride it, sit in a line for forty five minutes, and uh, to fly around an elephant in a circle. That that's great. Something to look forward to in life. Are you looking forward to that, Tara? Yeah. <laughs> and Dumbo will be a wrap for part one. If you're sticking with us for part two, we'll see you in a minute. Grab a churro, maybe a bit of pineapple juice mixed with some. Uh, now you know what if you're gonna if you're gonna attempt a dull whip at home, you might wanna look at a recipe. But we uh we look forward to seeing you in part two and for everybody else taking a break. Well, uh thank you for listening. We'll see you next time. Yeah.